Hi guys, you're listening to another episode of Sugar Honey Iced Tea with Lori B. We have a guest star today and her name is Sierra. Would you like to fully introduce yourself? Hi guys, I'm Sierra Steele. I'm a strategic communications major from Michigan and right now I'm a strategic communications major but before I was a psychology major and I have a big interest in psych and I thought it would be really fun for Lori to take this quiz on attachment styles and it would help give a lot of insight in like relationships and how you attach to people and yeah because this episode we're talking about relationships and dating in college so to open up with this game on thegameofdesire.com if you guys want to take it alongside me it's on thegameofdesire.com and it's named which game of thrones character are you in relationships and it's not going to be very prevalent in the quiz the game of thrones aspect but the attachment styles is going to be the main focus because it's going to help us with our podcast today a few of the questions that they want to answer within are why are some people jealous why are some people ghosters different things like that and we're gonna go ahead and get into it all right before she starts the quiz though i'm just gonna let you guys know the four um adult attachment styles which are secure um autonomous avoidant dismissing anxious like preoccupied and disorganized or unresolved so number one says for you what separates a good relationship from a bad relationship Compatibility, compatibility and friendship, loyalty and faithfulness, respect for your individuality, or consistency. Um, hmm, I guess for me, it would have to be loyalty and faithfulness, and that's because I already have trust issues as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody could do like one thing wrong, and I'm going to always remember it, and it's it almost causes a lot of my um relationships to get a little foggy like other people won't know it but in the back of my mind I'm constantly thinking like "Ooh, I probably shouldn't tell them this or I probably shouldn't do this with them or I don't even have to put too much effort in because they didn't even do that with me I can't I can't even trust them so for number one I'm gonna go ahead and put loyalty and faithfulness so for number two it says you are having a rough day so you reach out to your romantic interest to get comfort but you can't get a hold of them so you one move on and try to get a hold of another close ally to get more upset that not only are you having a rough day but you now also don't know where or what your interest is doing (laughs) um three you don't reach out at all if you're having a rough day that means you need to work extra hard on your own to fix it or four you send a follow-up text to your interest basically basically double texting that says hey never mind my missed call i figured it out and have a pretty busy day oh that is me Oh my goodness, because no, no. I'm listening to these other options and like, it really depends on what the issue is. Like, if I'm having a rough day and I know it's something that a friend could help me, like if I know you can help me, mm-hmm. then if my significant other um, isn't there, then I reach out to a friend. But most of the time, if I reach out and the first person shuts me down, I go, forget it. I figured it out. Even if I haven't figured it out and then I go ahead and figure it out or I wallow in my issues until later and then we end up working it out then whenever they're free. Like I never want to continually reach out to people because it just feels like I'm becoming needy. And Mm -hmm. I just always, I've always wanted to be a resilient person where I bounce back. Mm -hmm. So like on my own. So I guess that's like, if they can't help me up front, I don't want to reach out to anybody else other than the Lord, of course, I pray. But then outside of that, you know, you have to put in your own work depending on the situation. So I just go ahead and do it myself Mm -hmm. or I just forget about it. I get that. I feel like with me, 
I have a lot more like emphasis and trust like with my friends like less with my significant other (laughs) so I would probably reach out to a friend first like I might reach out to like who I'm talking to at the time who I'm dating you know but like more than likely I'd be like okay they're not answering where's Lori where's Christina like I just call somebody else yeah it just depends it depends on the situation but more times than none I just say forget it and then because I'm going ahead and like thinking of what I would do when I do text my and like my significant other this is funny to like this is funny to like reference them this way but yeah I just go ahead and say forget about it Mm -hmm. until later and then if it doesn't go away I go ahead and reach out to friends but I try to handle some things on my own because I just want to be like I'm a boss chick you feel me like I do it all on my own I came into this world by myself you know I try (laughs) in my mind to feel that way but it doesn't always work out so number three it says you and your romantic interests get into a heated argument and they announce that they are going out for a bit to clear their head so that is actually me I'm the one that does that Oh, yeah. Well, there's an answer for yeah. that one. Let's see. Um, you're usually the one who leaves the situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we um, most of our arguments happen like over the phone, um, whether that's via text or um, on a phone call. And I think that's because you can't see body language. I'm a very optical person, like visual. Oh, for sure. And I think if I can't see the body language, I can't hear like the tone of their voice via text. Um, yes. I just go ahead and separate myself because I'm like, I don't want to connect myself to this negative energy anymore. So mm-hmm. I just be like, you know what? I'm, I'll talk to you later or we can talk later or I'm going out for a walk or just by in general because oh, yeah. I just want to go ahead and separate myself because I don't want to just be submerged in that energy even if we haven't figured it out or even if we have figured it out and I'm still just angry you just need some space. I need some space for sure it doesn't fly if I do that in person like I can only do that over text that's the only time we can really argue because in person he's like no you're gonna tell me what's wrong and yeah that's what the guy I'm talking to does as well. He likes to go ahead and figure out the issue then and there. And I like that. I love that we are able to do that. But sometimes I just need space in yeah. general because that's just how I heal. And so. how you know, like, I feel like a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on we need to figure this out right now. But sometimes, like, when both people are angry, it's not the best time to talk right at this moment. You need to let things cool off, especially with, like, different perspectives and different personalities. Like... If I'm talking right now and I'm angry, sometimes I can get mean. So give me a second. Exactly, which will cause other issues. Or I'll say something that I don't really mean. It just was Mm -hmm. in the heat of the anger. So I sometimes need to, at least if I don't separate myself, I have to stop, think, and we just don't speak for a couple of minutes. And then either I bring something back up as an icebreaker or he'll be like, okay, so are we good? For sure. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm fine. So number four, it says your romantic interest tells you that they think it's time that the two of you take a break from each other to reassess the relationship. Ooh, that's never happened to me before. So let's see what I think I would do. It says for number one, express how you really feel about it, but encourage them to honor their feelings to part ways if that's what they feel is best. Two, get angry because you feel like they led you on all this time. You then let them know that deep down you always knew that they would leave you as soon as things got tough. Three, you're usually the one who pumps the brakes on relationships to reassess if they're no longer meeting your expectations. Or four, you tell them there is no point to a break. You won't want them when they come back, so you think it's best to end the relationship immediately. So this is very interesting because I've never had that happen. 
at all. I've never wanted a break because I'm a firm believer that if you feel like you need a break, like a like where we're splitting, like it's one thing if you feel like we've been hanging out too often, mm-hmm. so I just need some alone time, but we can still like keep communication. But if you're seriously taking a break and you feel like that is needed, and I know sometimes people feel like that's what's needed for them to grow, but people I feel like in the midst of that time grow apart. And I've just never really experienced that for myself. I've seen it and it works for some others. Like I know for my parents in general, um, they divorced and then they came back together, remarried, and now their love is like the same or if not stronger. So I know that works for some people, but for myself, I move on pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, if I were to split from you we're gonna grow apart and there's no point in splitting because I'm like if we can't work out these issues the way that they are now like what's the point of even being together where you feel like you need to be away from me so I don't think I'd be like well you do what's best I do feel like I get a little angry but more so sad because I'm not really an angry person I get really emotional in the sad realm I'd probably get very sad I'd sit there and be crying bawling like wow really are you serious like you're really gonna leave me and then I'd probably reassess and feel like wow I always knew this just because I have trust issues in general and I'm always having like not necessarily second thoughts but I'm always having some type of moments of insecurity where I'm like throwing all these hypotheticals around in my head um but I feel like ultimately I would just say But then I don't know. Like, as I'm sitting here thinking, the guy that I'm talking to, I really like him. I really do. And we're pretty compatible in comparison to my other relationships. And I don't think I'd want to say, like, well, we're just done. But I feel like that's where my head is right now. I don't know. I can't imagine how it would feel for someone to be like, I think we just need a break. I Like, that would hurt. But at the same time, anger definitely wouldn't be my first emotion. First and foremost, like, if someone wants a break from me, I'm not going to beg you to stay. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to leave, you should leave. We should figure it out. Am I going to wait for you? No. Like, if I feel like I should be with you if me and you are meant to be together, like, I, I'm not going to, like, fight to put it together, but I'm also not going to wait for you either. Like, if I think that, I'm going to believe that and see if it ends up that we can come together later I'd be open to coming back but I'm not someone because I know when the answer would be like well I won't be waiting for you when you come back sort of thing and I don't want to say that I'm not waiting for you but it's not as if um reconciliation would be unheard of on my end like I wouldn't be closed off to it I just have never had to experience that but I know anger is not my first emotion in general Mm -hmm. um Of course, I like this first option where it says express how you feel, but if they need to part, they should part. And I know I'm never going to say anything like that. So I think the (laughs) best choice for me, I'm probably going to say the fourth one. You tell them that there's no point to a break. You won't want them when they come back. So it's best you just end the relationship immediately. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to go with. Wow, that got pretty deep to me. Wow. Yeah, that was a long one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, number five. Your romantic interest tells you that someone they dated five years ago is in town and they're going to meet up with them. Okay. Ooh, let me see. So it says, number one, thank them for informing you. Ask them to keep you updated and then go about your day. 
too stressed out about why they would be interested in seeing their ex again, then immediately search that person online. Three, tell them you really couldn't care less, but you couldn't. Um, and then the fourth one says, tell them you don't care, then make a mental note to start keeping your distance <laughs> since they're clearly keeping their options. So, oh my God, I'm like a mix of all of these. No, I do all of the these. The messiness in me is like, take a mental note, tell them it's fine, but then be like, let me remove myself from this situation. But honestly, what I would do, I feel like I would stress out and like look for them, but I would want them to talk to them like i'm not one of those people who believes that like oh if you are looking at someone else but you know we've talked about like monogamy and like relationships before i don't want to be that person like in the middle of like my significant other and someone else i know this sounds crazy but like give me a second in a situation where it's like say this other person is more compatible than i am then it's a disservice to me and to you for you not to figure that out right now so for me to be super jealous and be like, no, I don't want you to talk to them or freak out or like any situations like that. I want you to talk to them because if they're a better match, then you should be with them. See, I that that's crazy <laughs> for me. I could never. First of all, with these different um, answer choices, I feel like I do every single one in like order. So they, <laughs> if he texts me and goes, hey, I'm meeting so-and-so, we're going out for dinner and a movie, casual as friends, whatever. I'd like to think nothing is going on. So, of course, up front, so I don't seem like I'm a crazy sis. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, have sure, fun. Enjoy. Talk to you later, though, because I don't even want to speak to them anymore because mm-hmm. then later I'm going to stress about why they even want to meet up with their ex <laughs> because I can't fathom that at all. Mm-hmm. I don't really have any type of communication with my exes at all. Granted, they ended pretty roughly on bad notes, so that's probably why I've never had those cool people who are like, oh, yeah, no, we just weren't meant to be, and so we cut it off, but we're still friends. I've never done that. Mm -hmm. So I don't even know how to understand people who still contact their ex or still look at them as if they're a friend. I don't even, like, associate with my exes at all. Like, I don't even look at them like they're people. They're dead to me, you know? Oh, my God. Like, it's that (laughs) serious. Like, I'm like they're dead to me of course i would want to get to that point like i've been trying to reach out to not even just my exes but some of my ex friends who i've ended on bad notes but i've tried to reach out and like put our bridge back together yeah just letting them know if they ever need anything and stuff like that but up front i cut people off pretty easily and then i go through the stage of like leave me alone so Mm -hmm. i haven't really gotten back to the point where i'm connected with my exes except for one um my first real boyfriend yes. from high school. Um, I'm not going to name him, but <laughs> <laughs> we dated for two years and we just grew apart and we ended pretty roughly because he decided to be um, inappropriate with his response towards my sister and, you know, blood is sicker than water. So I had to cut that off after that. It was very disrespectful to my sister. And after that, we had a dormant period where we did not speak. And I saw his like persona completely changed he turned into a whole different person which showed we were going in two different directions I think we were just trying to hold on to what we had but it just wasn't meant to be in the end especially because when we dated we didn't truly know who each other was we already were under the impression that we were best friends so of course it's gonna work but I think we didn't truly know each other and we hadn't seen the bad side of each other and I got to learn and experience those as we dated which I think continually like kind of nicked at our relationship and we ended up separating at some point and we met up over the summer and we talked and like it was like you know we're good you know if you need anything and it was cordial but we still have not talked since then sometimes he'll hit me up 
Um, he normally is the one who hits me up first, which is actually really cool. Maybe I should try to, but I just feel like it feels mm. funny. It doesn't feel natural, so I don't want to do something that's forceful. Don't. Don't. So I haven't. But he's the only person that I've met up to, and that was basically to get closure. That wasn't like I'm hanging out. It was to get closure so that we can feel good about our decision fully and move on. So I don't know how people are able to just continually go back because I'm like, there was some type of spark when y'all were dating so I'm pretty sure that does that didn't go away that doesn't just go away I feel like if you are attracted to them you're there's some type of attraction there's just something that's also pushing you away and so if you're gonna sit there and have that interaction with that person and experience that attraction that's almost disrespectful that almost comes off as like cheating to me so I wouldn't even I wouldn't even do it but I don't like you said I don't hold people from it but not on the aspect of like they could be more compatible for me it's just like they're going to do what they want to do anyway. And mm-hmm. I'm not, who am I to tell them, no, you can't. I'm not that type of girl. For sure. So I'm going to tell them, like, thank you. Um, keep me updated, blah, blah, blah. Then I'm going to go through a period of stress where I'm, like, overthinking. And I'm like, what if they accidentally kiss, da, 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 which is part of my trust accidentally issues. Accidentally kiss? How do you accidentally kiss? That's number one. I don't, I'm telling you my thought process. Then That's on purpose. I don't think I'm going to tell them that I don't really care because I feel like that's disrespectful. Oh, I don't care. Go hang out. That's not me. But, and I was like, because you don't care. I'm like, uh, I, I would care. Yeah. I would care, but I just... The good, the good angel on one side is like, no, like it's healthy for people to like explore these sort of things. Like you want them to figure out if there's a spark there because they can't, you know, be with you if they're, you know, off somewhere else. Like if their mind's not there, if their heart's somewhere else, whatever. But then the little, the little devil is, is freaking out and is like, Mm-mm, I don't like it. Don't do it. I don't know. I've never been, I've never had an ex, so I can't even say like from personal experience what I feel about an ex like I I guess what I'm gonna do because what I have done (sighs) I'm gonna do the one where I stress out about why they would be interested in seeing an ex again and then immediately search that person online only because I have done that and I'm not like the psycho who's like who is this girl but on like the lowest of levels I'm like I wanna know "Hmm, what she looks like I wanna know what she does let me see who he's (laughs) interested in I just mm, let me go look and see I do that with like some of my dudes exes too just to see like where they've come from where they they ended up (laughs) yeah it's almost like a boost like "Mm, yeah you're never the right one honey so I like thinking of it that way. They're good for you. Like you're you're good over there with her. I, mm, mm. I love that though. Two different you know perspectives. <laughs> so number six, it says your romantic interest has a close friend's wedding to attend, but they didn't invite you to join them. So you ask if they were allowed to bring a plus one and leave it alone from there. Two, immediately start combing through their social media accounts to see who else they're apparently dating too. That one is Three, funny to me. <laughs> you fist pump because now you have a day to yourself uninterrupted. Or four, you plan to do something incredibly cool for the entire weekend and make a note not to invite any of them to it. Oh, okay, nah. These people are being extra. Extra. Hmm. That one really made me laugh. I feel um, like when it comes to thinking? weddings, like, who am I to be like inviting myself to someone's wedding like i that's fine like if he had to go to a, this is such an adult thing but like if he had to right. go to a wedding and like i didn't get invited like i don't 
I don't care. I don't think it's necessarily, ooh, I have a date to myself, because... Yeah, but I click that, too, just because I'm like, okay, like, I have solo time. Let me just, like, hang out with my friends. But not the fist pump part, but I felt like that was the closest Yeah, that's. I feel like that's the closest to how I would feel, because I'm not going to make them feel bad that I didn't get invited. Like, that's... I don't really care And at the end of the day. I'm not going to really go through their social media, because I don't feel like that has anything to do with like an insecurity or anything like i don't feel like my significant other is dating somebody just because they didn't invite me to someone else's wedding like that's not how weddings work so whatever i think i'm gonna do the fist pump one okay that was the last one so now we're gonna see my results oh no dismissive <gasps> avoidance Ooh. okay Read so it says people who avoid attachment are super independent and often uncomfortable with too much intimacy. They're the kind of people who acquire a lot of space and a lot of alone time. They're also afraid of commitment, but unlike anxious people, it isn't because they fear they won't get enough love, but fear they will get more than they can manage. A dismissive avoidant person may regularly complain about feeling crowded or suffocated when people try to get close to them. They tend to be hyper-focused on individual achievement and see romantic connections as a distraction. Hmm. I don't think that's me, though. Yeah, it doesn't really sound like you. Yeah, because when it says, like, they don't like commitment, they feel like it's a distraction, that's, like, totally not me at all. That's very interesting. But you know where I think they're getting this from? And you were talking about this, too, how you have, like fears from past relationships so in a sense you'll like push certain things away mm-hmm. so you're like oh i don't want to let it bother me so you'll hmm. just like move away from that i guess when it comes to the avoided thing yeah i'm always up front and like in my relationships i'll tell them like with the significant other that i have now i'll tell him like um you know, most of my relationships with people, like not even just in a romantic sense, they leave. I, we're, they're basically here for a good time, not a long time. Mm-hmm. And I end up not keeping friends or the same friends for forever. They end up moving on, moving on. And my mom was always telling me like, that's natural, friends come and go. But as far as I'm concerned, I've never had like that one person mm-hmm. that stays. And it'll seem like that, but I think that's because I attach people too quickly without knowing who they are first. Mm-hmm. Then we go through something huge, and then we just, I, I told you, I easily cut off, so then I just cut that negative energy off because I don't even want to deal with it. So I guess that does sound like um, what the quiz gave me, but I don't know. I guess up front, yeah. Like with the guy that I speak to now, I'll be very quick to just push him away. And I think what's different is that he'll pull me back because he wants to figure it out because he cares so much. Mm -hmm. And I think that's only because of who he is. If I was with somebody who's tired of my crap, they would just (laughs) let me do it. So I think the reason why I'm probably iffy with a lot of things is because he um his response to some of my actions switches up how I will act sometimes with other situations because oh he wouldn't let me just push him away at this time so this time let me sit think about it like that's very interesting food for thought yeah so let's talk about the different ones and what those mean okay this is the one that I got so I got um secure that was what I received from the quiz (laughs) um so low on avoidance low on anxiety comfortable with intimacy not worried about rejection or preoccupied with the relationship and this is from another type of it's just like explaining the um the different attachment styles 
quote is, it is easy for me to get close to others and I'm comfortable depending on them and having them depend on me. I don't worry about being abandoned or someone getting too close to me. And a lot of people apparently have the secure attachment type, which is good. Like it's supposed to be like the healthy attachment type. And even though I got that on that quiz, I have a lot of avoidant tendencies because sometimes intimacy like will really make me very uncomfortable like super uncomfortable so I can find myself like pushing people away in that sense but then like another part of me is like okay like that's not a healthy thing because I understand like where my avoidant tendencies come from so I try to like push back against that and like cognizantly do the opposite of what my scared little girl wants to do yeah like I was sitting here thinking maybe when it comes to the attachment styles it's a great area um Mm -hmm. it's something that is mixed and it's based off of like things that you've already been through especially with past relationships or what you've observed and then just your personality in general so that's very interesting thank you for sharing this quiz with me (laughs) so going into that and branching off into even more what we wanted to talk about today we want to talk about attachment styles no we want to talk about love languages as well as attachment styles. oh yes i love the love languages i make everybody take this quiz or talk about it i think they're so important like not just in relationships like romantic wise but friendship relationships too yeah so the five love languages are words of affirmation acts of service receiving gifts quality time and physical touch so what are like your top two or three okay um words of affirmation is pretty big for me but i need words coupled with something else like i need words coupled with like quality time or like acts of service and something that I did not realize was as important as it was until like I recently retook the quiz was gifts not where it's like oh yes like I like money being spent on me that's not it at all but like the thought in a gift where it's like something it could be something so small where it's like oh yeah like I know you don't normally eat lunch like at this time during these days so I got you some fries like that would make me cry like that would warm my heart like I love stuff like that so if people put in thought like a lot of thought in what they're doing that shows me that they care because words like you could you could be lying I need words with something else okay I know for me I like touch I like you know holding hands like (laughs) intimacy so physical touch would probably be my first one um next it's probably going to be between I think acts of service and receiving gifts. I love gifts. It really doesn't matter what kind of <laughs> gift it is. It could just be money in general, or it could be, you know, food, or you bought me something. And it doesn't even matter how cheap the gift is. Like, if Literally. you found yourself a little 26 gumball machine thing, and it's got a little toy in it, and it's, oh my gosh, you got me something. It's going to sit right yes. on my bedside table, and I'm just going to be like, look at what he got me. Mm-hmm. Like, just because I love gifts in general. And then just acts of service, because I feel like that shows effort. I'm a big person when it comes to effort. And I think for me, effort, because I am visual, is um, something that I need to see. Mm-hmm. Like, it's different if you're, like, listening to me and putting in, like, um, time with me to let me vent and things like that. Um, and that being an act of service, but I think what's big to me is just like seeing you do things. And I don't know if that is based off of like me growing up and seeing my dad, what he used to give to my mom, like flowers all the time or, um, buy her something or they would go off on trips and stuff like that. And I've always loved that. I always thought like, I can't wait for that to be me and whoever my guy is. So I think it would be acts of service, physical touch and receiving gifts, not in that order. I think it just depends. 
I mean, like, well, psychologists do say, like, when it comes to your love languages, it the way that you attach and the way that people, like, love you and the way you want to be loved, it traces back to your parents. And not just, like, yeah, what you see them doing, but a lot of, like, how they showed how they loved you to you. Like, what did your dad just buy you a lot of gifts? Or, like, did he spend a lot of time with you? Or he didn't spend a lot of time, and is that what you desperately wanted? Like, it has to do with, like what they did with you when you were growing up too yeah I did hear um in an article that I was listening to because it was like an audio one Mm -hmm. and she was talking about how sometimes what you look for in a significant other something that you did lack when you were being raised um but I think more so for me it may not be necessarily what I lacked but it is what I've seen how I was raised actually Mm -hmm. because I know like you have your parents who are like if they can't give you what I gave you he's not for you he better have some money you know and it's like hearing that and um it was being repetitively told to you then it's like okay well they have to have this and now like breaking that down um and the people that I have chosen to be with they actually didn't have those things you know that's another thing with it though too like you will either look for what you're lacking or a lot of times people look for what they saw like at no matter how unhealthy it was it's like ah this is familiar this like you know scratches that psychological itch so I want to see what I experienced like if you had like a parent that like was not around a lot you might be really used to somebody who like doesn't come around so you're like ah you the one who travels a lot I like you because you have to travel for work and I'm used to someone not being around me you know like Mm. yeah it's really interesting like I know um with my mom um they go back and forth just giving gifts and resting and just doing things together just I think with my mom her biggest one is probably quality time she just likes to spend time with my father a lot and that's all that really matters even with just our family time she likes um for us to just be with each other even even, not even doing like anything like sometimes we'll be like all right mom we're going off with friends she's like no just stay home and then when we decide to stay because she'll guilt trip us and then even when we decide to stay home and we're not even doing anything she's just like ah yes my family's in the house you know so I think quality time is pretty big for her and then my dad I think it's um acts of service and then also gives my dad is big on I bought you this I bought you that flashy flashy you know Mm -hmm. so I think for me um not necessarily that I look for that in relationships but I it is comforting when it does end up being a part of my relationship because it's like ah I'm like my parents I like what they have you know um and when it comes to like um dating in general um in high school um, the two boyfriends that I had, one, I it was a two-year relationship, and one, it was a couple months, and then we broke off and came to college. Then came to college, met a little quick fling for a second off a of Tinder, which I can get into in a moment. And then the guy <laughs> that I'm with now, they're all so different with just how our connections were. And I don't know if that's me just trying to figure out what I like, what I need, because I always feel like things don't work out, so maybe I'm trying to test drive different things um so I already spoke about my first boyfriend the second one I almost feel like we rebounded each other I feel like because he got out of a relationship just as quickly as I got out of one and then boom we just got together and I think that's just because we like having somebody because observing him um because he said oh I've always liked you but like throughout high school he was always with a girl and I'm like how have you always liked me but you stay with all these females and I think we just always like to have at least somebody so we don't feel like alone Mm because I was speaking about maybe in another one of my um podcasts I don't really like to be alone I'm trying to get more and more comfortable with having alone time to myself and I don't know if that's because I was raised with a lot of people so alone time is foreign but 
I think having somebody knowing I always have have somebody is like big for me and that's why I look for it in like a romance situation because it's like you're bound to me if you're my boyfriend type thing you can't go away versus a friend that comes and goes um with him though I know that we split because of college and then trust issues because he was uh, a liar and I can't do that um <laughs> uh, I can't like that's one of the biggest pet peeves something I cannot tolerate you can't lie to me exactly and then the third guy he was he was like a thug like it was very interesting like going on drops and you know spending the night over his apartment with all his boys and there was a gun on the windowsill at all times and this house got broken into See, y'all please listen to this because you think that you want a thug do you really it's not fun like really? he's a very What's knowledgeable you? person though i will say that like they didn't he wasn't um like how people make thugs out to be ignorant he was a very knowledgeable wise guy he was in school as well mm-hmm. but at the same time like he had hidden that he had a kid and when he told me how old the kid was said the baby was like five and i'm like five what I was 18 at the time and he was probably 19 going on 20 I'm like so you had a kid at 15 are you crazy and he was like I'd like you to meet her blah 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 and that no that was something it was just too much for me at once being a freshman in college and so um I had to separate myself from that and then finally with the guy that I'm into now it was very rocky how we came about as well and I'm not gonna go into too much detail that would be a different that's podcast. a whole different story <laughs> but we're very compatible mm-hmm. he's almost like the boy version of me still a couple differences um whether it's like a sexual difference and what like is the difference between like male and females type thing or just um in general of course we have some differences with just how we were raised um our religion we have the same you know religion but different denomination how that aspect is different amongst how we act just different things like that but so far he's been the best bet and i don't really see myself with anybody else past him so see like that avoidant thing you saying that like freaks me out like me thinking about that like me looking at someone and thinking I can't see myself with anybody else like I just feel like we're so young and that thought scares me so much like it scares the crap and I know and I feel like that's just me being an easily attached person because my parents and my sister's always like uh you're you're only a sophomore there's so many other dudes so many other guys out there and it's not even just them I think everybody around me is always like what you're what you're you're already settling down what and it's like I'm not gonna say that's all I know but that's literally I have not been like fully single since I started dating as soon as I started dating that's all I've done date 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 I get a serious to be single I party a little bit and then I find somebody else boom here we are and I I just feel like I like either I like to be with somebody or I just end up always clicking with somebody and we go ahead and start selling because I don't like the okay I can date this person and date this person and date this person I want there to be some type of like you're attached to me thing if we're gonna make this work now if I know that it's gonna be like nothing like with the guy before who it was just a fling I was talking to other people doing other things because I knew yeah I knew that that wasn't gonna go anywhere I didn't want it to go anywhere anyway it was just fun and that was fun for a while but it became boring Mm -hmm. like I like somebody that I can shower with gifts and spend time with them they're like my best friend just like with the extra step I really liked that and especially like with dating now you can do that with multiple people that you meet but then like there's that scare if you are gonna get um 
intimate with the you know diseases there are, diseases. <laughs> <laughs> there are stds right or Protect like e- yourself yeah or like even if you're not gonna go that far just with like you know the situationships that people end up in a lot of people mm-hmm. end up getting attached first they start catching feelings and so i feel like i'm the one that would end up doing that i probably am the one that ends up swallowing people into something because i'm like ah no you can't leave me because i really like you and i just haven't been able to get out of that but i really feel like i don't know i feel like the lord keeps sending me people in general just because if that's the direction i'm gonna go and he's probably like well let's figure out who it is you know And I feel like everybody has a different path. And I feel like with my path, I think I've been led to a person that I'm good with, especially because he's taught me more about myself being in this relationship. I've learned a lot Mm -hmm. about myself being in this relationship that I haven't learned being a part of other ones because I got so lost in them, just like making sure I kept us together that this one, it's so easy. It's carefree. So even if this one, we're not even allowed to be with each other. I now know how I'm supposed to navigate relationships a lot better just with this one relationship versus the other ones that I've had. I really enjoy it a lot. It's really fun. How about you, though, when it comes to your oh transition? Since you said you haven't um, dated, this is your first time, like, dating. Yeah, this is, okay. I went on my first date when I was, like, 17 with some Tinder boy. Sorry, mom, if you're hearing this, because she didn't know I met him on Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this guy that I'm dating now, this is the first person that I've been, like, dating, like, for a second. Like, I don't know how long it's been, but it's been, like, a second. You know. Oh, I feel so weird talking about this. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. I feel like in the past, like, leading up to this I've always been someone because I love like psychology and like thinking about like relationships and like how people connect and connecting to people is like something that I really like is really like important to me I've been watching and listening to and reading a lot of um things about relationships like articles on relationships watching sexperts talk about that sort of stuff or like sexologists and like relationship experts and psychologists who have a phd in you know marriage and whatever and just so i could be as prepared as possible because i don't like being bad at things like i need to know as much as i can before i go into something especially like relationships i feel like i don't know i feel like a lot of people need to really like do their homework to figure out themselves before they can start jumping into something with someone else and something i realized too something that like really leads me to want to avoid and like push people away romantically is how my relationship is like with my dad so I can't be the person who is pushing to have a relationship with someone like I can't like I feel like I've already done that in that parental relationship and I refuse to do that again like in a romantic relationship I feel like a lot of people like you'll hear about like you know daddy issues whatnot (laughs) but like a lot of people will go in the direction where it's like you're trying to fill that void so you're looking for a romantic partner Mm -hmm. you're looking for a guy to help you like feel whole in that way and I feel like I've known that this was like an issue that I could have like at a really young age so I went the opposite way and like would cognizantly make sure I did not do that if that makes sense like I would purposefully be like okay I can't just look towards someone 
just because I need someone to fill this void. Like, I need to look at someone and really like them. Like, I need to be sure. Because one, I don't want to get hurt. And two, I don't want to be with someone and have a situation where, like, I would have, like, a child with someone Mm -hmm. and they would feel like how I felt with my dad. Like, I would never want to create that sort of situation. That's why I find myself being really careful about who I spend my time with romantically. Um... Oh my gosh, that was a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's good to hear you talk about it as well. Because I think that's something that you said people don't do enough of. Just like talking about what their interests are, what they're into, who they are as a person before they share that part of themselves with somebody else. And they're just figuring it out mm-hmm. with that person. And that ultimately breaks them up or they end up having to come back after you've matured. I feel like that's something that I lacked. But I feel like when I went into relationships, I was very young. Like I started mm-hmm. dating in high school, like my sophomore year of high school school and so and it became very serious at an early time when we weren't ready in general and so I feel like had I had the opportunity to really research um that that might have helped but then on the flip side of that I like that I was able to just go through it and like now see like what I don't like just on my own versus like looking at the research I also like being tangible and being my own like little mini experiment just Mm -hmm. to see like what I'm like and what I turn into and different things like that and that's probably the note I'm gonna leave with this podcast on is just making sure you figure out um who you are first and like what your issues are what are some things that are negatively um binding you to people so that you don't go and waste your time you know we are young and we have so much to do so many other things that we are being bothered with or having to deal with or like you know just studying in general so I hope that listening to this podcast that you figure out just different things or you can reassess your relationships in general because if you find somebody that's okay and if you don't find somebody that's okay as well but when you do or if you do just making sure that you know who you are first before you go finding somebody else literally there's this quote that I hear a lot from this like woman that I watch on YouTube I watch her videos and something that she says is that like being in a relationship people say that it's 50 50 but it's really like 100 100 and you can't be half of a whole if you don't know what half you are I feel like a lot of what we're here like on this earth to do is to figure out ourselves we all have our own issues and like our own problems that like we've been raised with like stuff that we've picked up on things that like we have our issues like when it comes with our parents and like how we were raised and whatever and we need to get through that and like deal with our own demons before I feel like we can really tag on someone else. I don't think it's impossible, but I feel like it's really helpful for us to figure out things on our own and figure out how we are inside. Because I feel like a lot of our society puts emphasis on diving into a relationship when like we really have to dive into what's troubling us like in our own lives before we are like ah yes let me just lose myself in you yeah and just truly knowing what you like as well and what you truly like on your own because i know with social media again like i've said in all my other podcasts you always want to bring up social (laughs) media i'm telling you social media is such (laughs) a huge thing with our generation for sure for sure not even just our generation even adults who are just someone who is fully committed or like truly spends a lot of time on social media you see when you are seeing other people being validated by their actions with retweets likes and everything and so you think that that's the way that your relationship should go 
And so just truly knowing what you like, like not just because, oh, she got flowers, so I would like flowers just because yeah. she has it. Like it's think like, about if that's want? something that you truly like. Because honestly, y'all flowers die very easily. You know, they cut them and then they die in a couple days. I still love it. So whatever. I, would I love flowers. Have a succulent. If someone gave me a cactus, I cry. Don't give me a flower. Well, like we said, I like gifts in general, but I love flowers <laughs> as well. Like I love flowers so much. Ah. But just, you know, just truly figuring mm-hmm. out what you like and that it's for sure you as well especially like when it comes to um your religious aspects or your spirituality um aspects making sure that they align with that as well if that's something that is truly influential to you because i know for me with me being very religious i need somebody that is in that same line with me um because that could also pose issues in the future as well just making sure sure you really figure out what your interests are and then who you are first that should be like the first couple steps you take to when you're dating in college. So thank you, Sierra, for joining me on this. We spoke a very long time, but it was very detailed and it was really fun. I enjoyed the quiz. Thank you for yes, that as well. Yes, thanks for having me. Yes. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it and that um, you'll tune into the next one. Thank you for listening to Sugar Honey Iced Tea with Lori B. Bye. Bye.